welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 213, Drinking Culture and All-Inclusive Resorts. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. (laughs) It is January 31st in the morning and it's been a month. Like it's been an interesting, awesome month. I held a lot of dry January support classes. I've traveled. I'm building the next big thing. You have to get on the list for that. I can't even tell you. Also, you need to save the date for, I believe it's February 9th. Yes, February 9th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. February 9th, Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to be sharing what's next, and y'all don't want to miss that, okay? So put that on your calendar for now, and then if you're on my email list, you will receive an invitation to register for that live um, Zoom where I'm going to be sharing all the details of what's next, and you don't want to miss it. And there's going to be some contests, some giveaways that are worth big bucks to help promote this new big thing. And I want you to win that. So you got to come to the webinar on February 9th, Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So just go put that in your calendar for now. Plan for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And then make sure you're on my email list, by the way. If you're not, go to AngelaMesenic.com forward slash what's w-h-a-t-s dash next n-e-x-t so that's angelamasenic.com forward slash what's dash next and just put your email in there and you'll be on the list my full email list and you'll be the first people to have an opportunity to sign up for the big thing so That's what I got to say about that. I'm so, so excited to tell you all about it. It's going to be super, super fun. So anyway, this episode is all about drinking culture and all-inclusive resorts. (laughs) Kind of different topics. So there's four main points I want to talk about on this podcast today. So the first is going to be alcohol culture and how our culture, and especially with alcohol, um, influences how people act and what we do in regards to alcohol. I'm going to talk about all-inclusive resorts. And if you're trying to cut back on your drinking, um, how this might be a challenge for you to go to an all-inclusive resort. And I'm going to give you some tools and tips on how to manage that. And then I want to talk about saying no as a um, way to, you know, have the relationship with alcohol that you want to have. You don't owe anybody an explanation on that. We're going to dive into that a little bit further. And then the educational piece on alcohol and how we need to be more inclusive about people's issues with alcohol and needs and wants with alcohol. A lot of, because of our culture, um, we expect that everybody drinks. You know, we don't really make accommodations for people who don't. 
And I think we need to start doing that. So I'm going to talk about that too. So four main areas here. The first area is on the alcohol culture. And I talk about this a lot. You know, if you've taken a webinar or you've been in my programs or whatever, literally alcohol is messaged to us in all the different formats. So if you look at movies or TV shows, commercials, um, social media, radio, any sort of media, we are sold that alcohol is a good idea, right? And that we're sexier when we drink and um, we're more sophisticated if we have a nice, beautiful glass of wine or pretty cocktail in our hands. Um, you know, one of the things that comes to the top of my mind is the show This Is Us and how Beth, um, one of the stars, one episode and many episodes, she drank wine to deal with her family stuff. And there was one particular episode where she went into the pantry and was drinking out of a bottle of wine because something was happening at the dinner table or there was some conflict going on. And it's just, we're demonstrated that alcohol is a way to deal with life. And once you start seeing this, it's kind of hard to not see it. Okay. So I would invite you to start paying attention to that a little bit more. What, when we see that in our media, in our messaging, we interpret that as, oh yeah, that helps, right? It's sort of like this unconscious programming that we receive that alcohol is a solution to things to make our lives better, to have more fun, to be sexier, to be more attractive, to deal with our problems. Like from good to bad, alcohol is there and that's the messaging and the program, the programming that we receive, okay? As, and this is a part of our culture, Okay, so there's all sorts of different cultures we can look at. You have a different cultural, you know, system within your family, right? And depending on where you're from and where you live and, you know, your ancestry. We have cultures in the office place, right? We have political cultures. We have all these little different microcosms of ways that people act and show up and do things. And we are influenced all the time based on what situation we are in, right? And to think that we're not programmed um, or influenced by media or our culture or society is a big miss because we are. I am, you are, everybody is, our kids are. We're programmed to believe certain things. And the human design that we all have is it's there for a reason, right? We we're programmed to go along with the pack, to make things easy for ourselves. And when we're in this culture and we decide to do something different, it we come up against the culture and it's very hard because literally everybody around us is doing these things. And when we say no, it's like, you know, some people or our culture might like push back on that and be like, what, why, like, why are you changing things? You know, and they get, they might get upset or they might ask a lot of questions. Right. And that feels very uncomfortable for us because we're going against our culture. And I just want you to know when you change your relationship with alcohol, that's something that you're going to have to come up against. Right. And I, of course, can help you navigate that through coaching um, and taking the classes and listening to the podcast. And I want to normalize that that's just normal, right? We have our culture <laughs> in all the different ways. And when we want to make changes and not do something that everybody else is doing, then we're going to have some obstacles with this culture thing. Okay. So 
I, that's what I wanted to talk about the alcohol culture. It's basically like you're like a fish in water. It's it's literally in the air that we breathe. So I want you to start paying attention to all that and how we are sold this idea that alcohol is a solution to our lives and that oftentimes if you don't drink or you want to cut back or you 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 know have a different belief system about that you're boring and you're different than other people and we don't like to feel that way we don't want to be excluded from the pack right we're social creatures and when our friends and families are all doing something and then all of a sudden we're trying to make changes and and it's not what they're doing they can feel very difficult and honestly it stops a lot of people from making the changes that they want but you don't have to I'm living proof that you can still have fun and have amazing relationships and go on trips and have adventures and, you know, even more so when you change your relationship with alcohol. So I don't want you to give up hope. It's just, it is what it is. It's part of the obstacles that people face when they go to make changes in anything, even with diets, um, weight loss, you know, if you don't want to eat something, it's, you know, people ask a lot of questions and, you know, anything that you want to do differently, you want to quit your job, start a business, there's going to be a lot of questions, right? You want to do something differently in any way, shape or form, we come up against our cultural beliefs systems. Okay. So there's that. That's sort of like the base layer of everything. So that exists in any situation that we go into. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is the all-inclusive resort. So I was just in Mexico last, last week in Cancun at an adults-only all-inclusive resort. And when I booked this place, um, I didn't have any thoughts about the alcohol. Like I just didn't, I didn't even think about it really because I don't consider alcohol when I'm making decisions anymore. Like it doesn't really occupy much space in my brain. My um, sort of specific things that I was looking for is I wanted to be easy access to the beach. So I wanted oceanfront. I wanted pools. Um, I wanted a spa. I wanted all-inclusive food so that I didn't have to worry about going out and getting food and, and managing that. And I wanted something close to the airport. And so those are sort of like my criteria. And I found it at the amazing resort that I stayed at. And then I met a colleague who was traveling from Hawaii all the way to Cancun to meet me there. And we did a little bit of a um, retreat together and did some writing and some work. And I just wanted it all to be super easy. Like that was my main criteria, just super easy. Don't want to have to plan or think or any of that stuff about what we did. And anyway, the resort was amazing. But when I got there, I was like, oh, <laughs> wow, like people are here and like all of this, this drinking is happening, right? And it wasn't even like a party scene. Like I don't want to paint the wrong picture of this place. It was a very nice place. The people there were lovely. Um, but there was definitely a lot of day drinking in the pools. There's swim up pool, swim up bars and all the alcohol was included. All the food that was included, you know, you didn't have to think about that. So you just could literally start drinking when you woke up in the morning until you went to bed. And I just really um, noticed, you know, the kind of like the dynamics, the social dynamics that people are in, in the groups of people that they were socializing with and the drinking and the conversations that they would be having. And it gave me a bigger perspective on you know, some of the issues and worries that my clients have about going 
into these types of situations. You know, I, I coach people all the time on upcoming trips and vacations with the people that they normally go to these things with who drink a lot. You know, they used to drink a lot. Now they're trying not to drink as much. And they're really worried about putting themselves in situations like this because it would seriously be going against the grain. And I got to see that firsthand when I stopped drinking and and started working on this stuff. First of all, I didn't have enough money (laughs) to go to an all-inclusive resort in Cancun. Um, So I never put myself in a situation like that. I did trips. You know, I went to social functions. I went to parties, all that stuff. But it was nothing like you literally have it in your face from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed and then everybody around you drinking. So the people that were there and that were drinking together, you know, like the types and you might be one of them. Just everything's really funny and you can, it it seems so, um, there wasn't a lot of connection going on between the people, a lot of jokes, a lot of laughing, you know, definitely having fun, but it wasn't, um, Anyway, it was all it was all focused around being in the pool and drinking, you know, like there wasn't a lot of adventuring going on or like deep connections happening. It was just a party. And when you're used to doing that, and I don't want to seem like I'm shaming that or anything, this is just, you know, things that people do. And I used to be one of them, too, although I never went to an all inclusive resort until this past week. Um that was me, you know, like that was me in those situations, just in a probably a cheaper <laughs> situation. And I I just so connect with that because I know when you're in that situation and you're the, you're the person drinking and partying with your friends and it's all about the alcohol and, you know, having fun. And then you might go take a nap before dinner because you drink all day and then you got to you know, get yourself back up for more wine in the evenings, right? Like I know that so intimately. And I also know the other side of it. And what I wanted to tell, I literally wanted to get on a microphone at the pool and be like, you guys, like there's so much more to this place, to life than what is happening here without judgment, right? I just think when you're in that situation and that's what you do and that's how you travel and those are the friends you hang out with, it's hard to see anything different. You know, because that's just your habits. That's your culture. That's your friend culture, right? And you might be, you know, on a trip that you only get to take once a year. And this is your only time to relax and not think and not have any worries, right? And so the tendency to drink more in those situations is even higher. And I want you to know that it doesn't have to be that way. You can go to an all-inclusive resort and not drink or drink a lot less. It's just when you're in that situation, I can understand better now that it might feel impossible because of how entrenched that social structure is with you and your family and friends and the drinking and specifically there. A lot of people may not even consider going to an all-inclusive resort if they're not drinking because the value of what they're paying may not make sense to them. They're like, well, you know, I should, if I'm not drinking, like, is it even worth it because I'm you know, not getting that value in the alcohol that I'm drinking or whatever. You're maybe you don't eat that much and you're like, you know, is it really worth it to go to an all-inclusive resort and I'm only eating a couple meals a day and not, you know, from the time I wake up until the time I go to bed. And so I want, first of all, yes, you can, it's abs. I thought it was absolutely worth it. Um, and I only ate two meals a day there too. And I didn't drink 
um, just for the ease of everything and the beauty of it and all the things I described. But getting back to the all-inclusive resort stuff of it, a couple things happened when I was there. And I, first of all, noticing the drinking culture and stuff and having more empathy and more of an understanding of what it's like to have that as a part of your lifestyle and want to change your relationship with alcohol and understanding how that might be challenging. And now I have a way better understanding of that. And I feel like I can help people navigate that a little bit more by looking at what I did when I was there. So when I go and travel, I pretty much keep the same routine that I do at home. So I wake up early to see the sunrise and the sunrise there was perfect because it was coming up over the ocean on the same side of my room and the same side of the beach and the same side of the pool. So like, I didn't have to go very far to see it, you know? So I would get up, I would have my coffee. First of all, let me just tell you about this magic box that was in this room. So you can, um, (laughs) it was probably the coolest thing. So they have this box, like a little cupboard that they can access from the hallway. Okay. So like there's this door on there and they can put your food or your drinks or whatever in this box and then they shut the door and they put on a light and then the light inside your room like lights up and then you can access it from a little door on your side of the room. So I'd wake up at like five and then I would roll over and I would pick up my phone and be like, can I please have some coffee and can you please put it in the magic box? And they would say yes. And then 20 minutes later, I hear them putting my coffee in the magic box and I roll out of bed and I get my coffee and I start my day. (laughs) Like it was so, so good. And so that's how I started my day. And I was just immediately filled with joy and happiness and pleasure about that. And then I would go down and about 6.45 or so, 6.30, I would get my um, cabana reserved. I'd put some stuff on a cabana. <laughs> and then I would go down to the beach and watch the sun come up. And, prob- and a couple of days I went for a walk, um, you know, a nice long walk along the beach. I actually ran into one of my amazing clients, Mora, who's been on the podcast before. Randomly, she was staying at the um, hotel next door. Right. So I'm already like having this experience being there that I'm really, really happy about. And then like after that, oh, I also worked out with my personal trainer virtually in the gym. Um, We did a yoga class when we were there. And then we would kind of like get, you know, do all that kind of morning stuff, work out, exercise, see the sunrise, drink our coffee, like all that lovely stuff. And then we would like lay in the um, cabana And my friend Anna bought paints. She's into painting and she has a travel watercolor set. And she made me a mini travel watercolor set. And I actually am a pretty decent artist. And so I was so appreciative of it. And so I got out and we started painting in our cabana. Like I painted a palm tree and the beach and some other stuff. And it was so awesome. It was so creative. We were connecting with each other, doing something creative. I brought a Oracle deck (laughs) and we would pull cards and ask it questions and have really interesting kind of spiritual conversations. We would go swimming. We went to the spa. Um, We had lovely meals at the restaurants. Um, That's what we did. And then at night they had some shows and some cultural stuff that we attended too. And we didn't drink. You know, we never, it, it never occurred to us that we couldn't have fun or do something interesting, or go to an all-inclusive resort, um, and needing to drink, or wanting to drink, or feel like we're missing out on drinking. However, we are both, you know, she's a coach too, (laughs) and I'm, you know, five years into this, and so it doesn't bother me. So I want to suggest that if you are in that situation, or if you have 
a very heavy drinking culture situation that you're attending, um, I just want you to think outside of the box. How can you be creative while, while you're there? How can you do what you would like to do while being with your friends, right? You know yourself the best. Like what would be enjoyable for you? And I recommend communicating to your friends ahead of time that, hey, I am not going to be drinking like we used to. Um, I might have a drink or so, or, or I'm not drinking at all, whatever your plan is. So I will, I'm more than welcome to hang out with you guys, but I might go to bed early, you know, like, or I might excuse myself to go for a walk or do something else. It's nothing personal. Just know that that's what I need to do um, to make sure that I get what I want out of this vacation too. And I, and I won't be standing in the pool all day drinking. You know, like just putting that out there ahead of time is a very good way to be clear on what you want to do. Um, so you're not just thrown in the moment being there and not saying anything and then have to like explain yourself or any of that. Okay. So letting people know ahead of time is really good. And then bring some things for yourself that you actually want to do or experience. Um, I think planning exercise is really important. Um, doesn't have to be anything crazy, but you know, like walks on the beach and yoga classes or, you know, they have beautiful gyms at most of these places you can go into. You could do a video, um, moving your body, staying hydrated, having boundaries with yourself around when you're going to bed, when you're getting up so that you can actually be refreshed and replenished on your um, vacation. And know that it's going to be uncomfortable to get going. Like you will go there and it will feel uncomfortable at times and that's okay. And you can handle that. Like learning how to be uncomfortable is a skill <laughs> that will serve you in so many different areas of your life. You don't need to feel safe and secure. And I'm not saying I, I should retract that. I want you to feel safe and you are safe in those situations. It's just like, we want to get better at feeling a little bit of discomfort, maybe if it's social anxiety or, you know, maybe like you're missing out on something. That's okay for y'all to experience. Like that's not going to create any major issues. And the more resilient you can get to feeling uncomfortable, you won't need to drink as much. And you'll feel better about being in integrity with yourself and your goals and what you want to do while you're on vacation. I think it's also really important to have sort of like an intention about what you want this vacation to do for you before you go. So Anna and I had our intention set out. We wanted to do some deep connections. We wanted to um, talk about business. We wanted to be creative. And so that was sort of our intention going in. And so the tools that we brought with us with the art and the oracle cards and our journals and books and things like that, that helped us like fulfill our intention while we were there. If you don't have an intention and you're trying to cut back and you show up and you're worried about it all and what your friends are going to say and how uncomfortable you're going to be, it's going to be a little bit more challenging for you to kind of like know where to go and like what to land on. It's great to have sort of like an intention and an outline of the things that you want to do for yourself while you're on vacation. If you just want to relax like me, if you just want it to be super easy, you don't have to think about stuff, all-inclusive resorts are amazing, and I think they're absolutely worth it even if you don't drink, okay? So those are just some tips about that. I just want you to know that I see you, I feel you. I actually would love to host a retreat, a sober retreat at this resort. If you would be interested in doing that with me and like actually 
experiencing those feelings and having me there to support you and talk you through that and help you have mindset shifts and build stamina and being in these types of situations without drinking, send me an email and let me know. I I actually am considering pulling something together in the fall to go back there with a small group of people. So if that's something you'd be interested in doing, let me know. So the other part of this is while I was there, you know, there was opportunities for me to drink. I was offered alcohol. So back this up. So I went to a resort with my son in Puerto Rico in December, and they put a bottle of champagne in my room. And, you know, they do that for like, if you're like a Hyatt member, or you know, if you have status and hotel chains, you know, like sometimes you get those gifts. And I just thought, you know, that's kind of wasted <laughs> because <clears throat> I don't, I'm not going to drink this. I didn't even really want it in there. I was, and I thought, well, you know, that it would have been nice to have been offered something else. You know, like maybe there were there could have been a non-alcoholic bottle of champagne. You know, they actually have really good non-alcoholic champagne. Um, I never said anything at that hotel. I just, you know, forgot about it or whatever. So this time when I came to this hotel during the check-in, they're asking me if I have any food allergies or any um, dietary restrictions or anything like that. And I said, oh, I don't drink alcohol. And so you don't need to put a bottle of champagne in my room if you want to leave a note about that. Like, I don't need that. Um, so that's why I said that when I was checking in because of my experience at the last place that I went to. And then I forgot about it. You know, like I'm perfectly capable of saying no when people offer me alcohol. So, you know, I didn't really think about it again. And we were offered alcohol at every meal, you know, the last night of our stay there, we went to a restaurant on the resort and we, we, they asked for your room number and I gave them my room room number and they said, Masenic, no drink alcohol. And I was like, oh, wow. Like at first I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, that's my new name. <laughs> Masenic, no drink alcohol. Ha ha ha. And then he just looks at me. He's like, and he looks at the bar for like several seconds and he looks back at me. He's like, why? And I just said, I don't want it. I don't like it. That's why I said, I don't like it. I just don't like it. And he just kind of shook his head and he took us to the table. And then, of course, I had a very interesting conversation with my friend (laughs) about that. And I was like, you know, this resort is going above and beyond to ask you about your dietary needs. And if you have any allergies or anything like that. And even when they come and take your order, they have it on your chart, like your reservation in the system. But even when they come and take your order for what you're having for dinner or whatever, they ask you again. So they're, they're trying to make accommodations for people and to really understand, you know, if there's things like that they can't eat or don't want to eat. And so that's also part of it. And so I, I had posted this on social media and some people said, well, you said, cause I said, you know, nobody would say that to me if I said I'm gluten-free. Nobody would say, why, if I said I was gluten-free, specifically at this resort for some background. Now, I understand that, you know, after hearing from you guys, (laughs) that you get that a lot. Like, if you have dietary restrictions or you're not eating sugar or stuff like that at restaurants, like, you get that shit all the time. However, the context is here at this resort. They made those accommodations for those dietary things very regularly and consistently. And so for, for the judgment to come in about the alcohol, I thought was really interesting because they weren't doing that around the food stuff, right? And that leads me into the topic of no and 
no being a complete sentence. You don't need to explain to anybody why you're not drinking or only having one drink. And as a matter of fact, you shouldn't even be asked that question in the first place. So I think (laughs) we need to do a better job of educating places like this and restaurants and bar owners and servers and things like that to make the offer. It's fine to offer it. If somebody says no, that's the end of it. You don't need to, are you sure your friends are drinking? It's free. None of that bullshit. And you shouldn't just automatically put alcohol in people's rooms because you don't know why that person is saying no. There could be a million reasons. They could be allergic. They could be trying to support somebody who, you know, is a struggling addict in their family or group. They could have just gotten a DUI. Um, There could be so much um, history and different reasons for why people don't drink. And to put them on the spot like that in front of their family and friends, for people who are just trying to cut back or just new to this, it can be very off-putting and shaming and embarrassing. Had I not been who I am and thought it was funny and like do not care what people think about me and and my drinking, I would have been like, shit, like here we are. Like all these people are behind me, you know. And maybe I would have been like, oh, sure, I guess I can drink like and given in or something. Who knows? Right. Um, I yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of education that still needs to happen about that. But again, getting back to our culture. Right. It's so ingrained in our culture and especially in a place like an all inclusive adults only resort they're like the guy's brain was just kind of blown. He's like, what? Like everybody drinks here. Right. Like this is what you do. This is why you come here. And that's just not always the case. So I had posted this on social media and really just because I thought it was fascinating and funny. And somebody piped in and said it was my job to educate the server in that situation and, you know, tell them why, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think that's the case at all. It's not the person who's saying no's job to educate anybody. No is a complete sentence. You don't It's not your responsibility as somebody who's saying, no, I don't want something to educate the other person on why. You just don't, it's not your job. It's being in the service industry's profession to figure out that, right? So it's like saying a black woman is responsible for teaching racism to all the white people. You know, it's not their chore to carry. Just like it's not our chore as somebody who's trying to drink less to educate Um, all the people about why you don't want to do it. It's very personal. It's very intimate. And there's so many reasons that we have for that. It's not your role to do that unless you want to. You know, I'm not saying don't do it. If you feel inclined to be like, oh, yeah, this is why, go for it. But it's not a global statement to be like, well, we should tell them why. No, this is the education. (laughs) I'm all about educating people. And this is part of it, right? Um, The podcasts, the classes that I do, my social media posts. Use that as the education if you want. But it's not my job to individually share the intricacies of everything. And when you're put on the spot like that, let's be real. Like you don't come up with the very best like, well, let me just use this as an opportunity to teach you why blah, 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 blah. That just, that's just not real. <laughs> okay. Like usually when people do this, you're not expecting it. Right. And you don't really have like a quick witted answer to say something um, that makes sense for people. There's a line of people behind you waiting for tables. It's probably just not going to happen for you to use that as an opportunity to educate somebody on the importances of, you know, not 
pushing people or making judgments on that, right? So if anybody is in the hotel restaurant industry and would like me to come in and teach your staff on how to be more inclusive <laughs> around alcohol, I would be happy to do that for, for a fee. Okay, like that's where the education needs to happen. It's our responsibility for people in service industries to understand that there's a lot, it's very complicated around alcohol. And don't assume that everybody drinks just because you're an all-inclusive resort. You know, there's a lot of reasons why people don't do that. So that's what I have to say about that and all-inclusive resorts and our alcohol culture. All of that to say, if you're just starting out on this, if you're worried about all of this, I don't want you to feel more worried after listening to this podcast. You will get questions because of our society and our culture. I want you to feel equipped to say no is good enough. I'm okay right now is also a really good answer or I'm not drinking today. Like all of that is complete and you don't owe anybody an explanation for it. And if people push back on that, you should be able to say, you know what, this is personal. And I don't feel like getting into it right now. There's a lot of reasons why people don't drink. You know, if you want to have a, a deeper conversation about that later, if it's somebody that you trust, go for it. But you don't owe anybody any explanation. What's important is that you're honoring yourself, you're in integrity with yourself, and you um, stand up for yourself. And I wish that it was different. I wish that it was all love and acceptance and nobody ever got any questions and nobody's friends ever said anything. Um, I'm hoping this podcast will help. You know, I definitely was that person before too. I would push alcohol and ask questions and why and just one more and all that stuff. And I have apologized to my people for that. So if that's you, stop doing that. <laughs> okay. Like if somebody says no, let it just be no. You don't need to ask why. If they want to tell you why, they will tell you why. Okay. But it's none of your business. And if you are in the industry, the restaurant industry, hotel industry, just communicate this to your staff, to your people, to your coworkers. If somebody says no, they don't want to drink, don't keep asking them. Okay, don't ask them why in front of their group of friends. Any of that stuff. It's not appropriate and um, it's not very good customer service either. So that's my podcast, my friends. Don't forget to go sign up for what's next, AngelaMasenic.com forward slash W H A T S dash next. We will link that up in the show notes so that you're on my email list and you will be on the list for the first opportunity to get the amazing, awesome, affordable, and fun thing that I'm going to be offering. And remember to put the February 9th at noon Eastern time on your calendar and clear your calendar so you can join me live and hear me announce the next big thing with the giveaways that you have a chance to win. All right, my friends, you got this. Stay strong. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.